Today, I would like to make a detour from the previous uh, topics that we had been talking about on the podcast. For those of you who've been listening a couple of days prior, you'll recall that we've been looking at different perspectives in communication and the idea chiefly that communication isn't linear, but rather it's cyclical and it involves a couple of other things in the matrix and it's not just a simple, um, a simpler matter as, you know, there's me and I, uh, there's the person on the other end and I just send over the message and that's the end of the whole process. So when I was a little one, my father, who was a journalist, um, introduced me to the idea of the communications process or the communications matrix or the communications grid or whatever it is that it's called these days about how there are lots of other things that you have to take into account when you are communicating, um, chiefly this idea that it's a cyclical and so you should be concerned about feedback, but you also have to have clear message um, intent and then you also have to put some serious thought into how you're going to encode the message, that's what format you're going to put it in and then what channel that we're going to have to send it across. So if you've been listening for the past three or four episodes, then you're already familiar with that part of the uh, journey so far. So let's um, leave it at that. I was supposed to have run through a case study today just to concretize this um, whole idea about encoding and how you select a channel, you know, some of the other... Um, you know, some of the subtleties that we have to take into account when we're making uh, the choice of whether we're going to encode the message as, uh, you know, in an audio format, if it's going to be spoken over the phone, spoken in person, if it's going to be in text format as a letter or uh, an email or an SMS or uh, WhatsApp um, or whatever it is. So just some of the, uh, I was going to run through a case, case study about some of the intricacies involved and how we um, and how we uh, juggle these sorts of considerations, just to give it the idea some flesh. However, I had a gig yesterday. It was a birthday party, and um, because of the circumstances that led up to the birthday party, I thought I would uh, take this detour just to flesh out one of my personal creeds that I say on the podcast time and time again. But I figure I haven't fleshed out for you guys. And so for those of you who've been listening for a while, um, perhaps you don't understand the um, the import when I say that all you have to worry about in trying to grow your business is to take care of your sales activity and not to worry about the results. So that is one of my personal creeds. And uh, the idea is that basically if I wake up every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I work my sales plan as I know it to be. Don't worry about whether your sales plan is perfect or not. If you just work your plan as you know it to be for now and to put your best into it, the results are going to take care of themselves. Some people obsess too much about uh, the results of your sales activity. And for those of us in the wedding and the event space, it's not going to be a productive thing to do to... Um, do your sales and marketing actions today and then start obsessing over the results because most businesses have some sort of lag between activity and results and for those of us in the wedding and the event space i'm sure by now we've kind of figured out that the lag between what we do and the results that come typically is measured between months or several weeks 
So, in other words, all the activity I'm going to do in January, that's all the posting, the wedding expos, uh, you know, client meetings, uh, things like that, are not going to yield businesses uh, tomorrow and probably not next week. So most likely if I'm doing some runs, I'm doing some activities in January, the results are probably going to show up in February if they're early or maybe March or April. So there is that um, kind of lag, depending on where you are in the ecosystem. I hear that for those of our brethren who are more um, upscale and uh, yeah for those of our brethren who are much more upscale that their time lag is even um, significantly uh, more so it's possible that um, there might be um, already fully booked um, this year let's say if you're a superstar photographer for instance even though you're charging one meal or something and you have maybe nine slots for the year it's possible that you're fully booked out now but the reason why you're booked out now as of this time in 2021 is not because of the marketing that you did last week it's probably because of the marketing that you did last year or maybe two years ago so that is uh, this idea that i would like to introduce uh, any newbies too, if they happen to be here, that there is a lag and so you cannot obsess about your results. Just stick to your sales process the best as you can for today. Of course, as you grow in your knowledge of sale, sales and selling, and as you improve in the industry, you refine your sales process, but you really can't obsess about your results. So if it's January 1, then do the best that you know how to do right now and don't worry about the results you're doing all the activities in january one the results might show up in april might show up in may might show up in two years you just don't know so don't obsess about the results and um so the job yesterday is uh one of those one of these uh scenarios where there was an event planner that i was cool with a couple of years ago and we did several jobs together and everything was cool until one day I botched up a job that was um, personal uh, to her and that kind of put a dent in our um, relationship. So at the time, I didn't even do what I knew was best regarding sales and um, after service because I should have reached out to talk about the problem some more, to find out details about the problem and to see how it can be rectified. But I'm ashamed to admit that um, at the time I was in a bad place financially and I didn't want to open that conversation just in case it went down the uh, option of um, uh, refunds and things like that because I really was not in a situation to handle that kind of worst case eventuality. And so at the time I didn't. Uh, I didn't run that part of my sales program, which is the customer service part of my activity where I try to find out if everyone is happy, what are the problems, how we can seek redress and uh, blah, blah, blah. Now, I have a much more mature understanding um, of the whole thing. And so now I know that even if you're in a bad state financially, um, the average Nigerian is okay with the payment plan. They're okay with you saying, oh, you know what? Uh, it's unfortunate this is where we are. And yes, I owe you 200 grand. But currently, I cannot make 200 grand right now. Are you okay with me um, parceling out these payments in three months? I'll give you 100 grand now, 50 grand next month, and then 50 um, the next, and we'll call it square. So the average Nigerian is okay with the payment plan, and so I know that it's not as testy as a subject as I thought it would be. Anyway, 
sorry, forgive me for sniffling. The cold still hasn't gone. So, um, where was I? Yeah, so that was uh, two years ago. I botched it up. I didn't even run that play to the best of my ability. But then, all of a sudden, uh, this year, I receive a call. And it turns out that this person that I assumed our relationship had run um, sour uh, had made a referral to someone else. But, of course, she was open with the person. She said, look, um, this is... Uh, the photographer that I would recommend but this is the issue that I had with him these are the details of what happened and the person still called anyway and it's something that we got to um, talk about and uh, I was able to um, assure the person I don't think my assurance had anything to do with it anyway because once the person called it seemed pretty much like it uh, done deal in a way I think because of the honesty of the referral because uh, this our mutual friend who referred me did so in the spirit of um, honesty like this is a good photographer these are his strengths this is the problem that I had with him so just be aware of this so um, I was able to assure and to distinguish about how we're not going to run into some of those problems I'm not going to get into any uh, details on that the only thing I'll admit is that um, yes there was some poor professional judgment involved on my own um, part that's with this uh, mishap two years ago. So, um, anyway, I ended up doing the job. Um, I also sent my friend um, a text message, um, you know, thanking for the referral and then trying to talk things over. And yeah, we had we had that chat, and she was also at the party, so it turned out to be um, a good way to kind of uh, resume. Uh, the relationship but the bottom line is of what I'm trying to make is that um, in your sales and your marketing you sow seeds and uh, you run your sales play the best that you can at the time because whether you run it the best you can or even if you run it crappily it's, um, results could still come of it so a relationship that I thought had gone sour the sales process that was not properly um, effective affected at the time two years ago still yielded um, business results now in 2021 so that's one example about how you just take care of your activity the results take care of themselves another one is an even much more uh, interesting scenario because this wedding planner in particular is someone that I um, opened up uh, communications with about eight years ago maybe eight nine years ago when I first moved to uh, Abuja if I remember correctly or rather when I moved back because I grew up in Abuja but then from there, we moved to Lagos and then Ileife and then um, Aberdeen for the master's program where I met patients. That's my wife. And uh, yeah, and then back again. But when I got back into the country, settled in Lagos for a bit before moving back to Abuja. So anyway, so um, eight years ago, I get in touch with this uh, wedding planner. We talk. Um, I must admit that my sales process and my uh, my sales process and my expectations of what a sales conversation should be and how it should be coordinated you know wasn't well um, thought out wasn't well um, hashed out at the time and so because of that it was a relationship that didn't yield any fruit per se so uh, I didn't take this person off the books because I just figured well I might as well just keep a phone number you never know but realistically speaking I had uh, um, let go of any idea that there will probably be any um, business coming across through there. And I think one of the problems at the time was um, I came into this with a 
very um, aggressive Niger sense of what it is that I can get out from the relationship. And I wasn't thinking in traditional um, sales mode about the value that I'm bringing to the whole uh, setup, to the whole relationship. Because if you're only concerned about what you're going to take and there's very little prospects about what it is that you're going to give, in other words, if as a photographer you're hooking up with wedding planners and you're only concerned about uh, your cut, um, your commission, what it means for you, and you have very little idea about how you can sweeten the deal for them, make their business easier, I don't know, help them market more, um, I don't know, basically just find out whatever it is that is important to them and see how you can help them in growing their own businesses. It's very, uh, there's very little um, chance that you guys are going to end up doing some business together. But if you do, it's going to be uh, very transactional. And if you're okay with that, because there's some people who have no problem with running business that way. Like, look, we're not here to be best of friends. This is about money. Uh, you know, give me my 10%, give me my 20%, and uh, let's be on our way. So if you're okay with that kind of business, um, that is cool. So anyway, bottom line is I didn't end up doing uh, business with this uh, wedding planner. That was roughly eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, max. But as my sales game improved, I was able to hook up with um, other people and uh, you know, able to provide uh, some value in other ways. I'm not going to go into detail, but bottom line is I got cool with a couple of other uh, planners and decorators. And one of them that I've been cool with happened to work with this other planner who I opened up um, communication channels with uh, about eight years ago. And she happened to mention that I was a correct guy and I'm the man for the job and blah, blah, blah. And so this lady reached out and uh, that was it pretty much. So the toasting, there was no toasting involved. It was a matter of this is the job, uh, what's your quote? We arrived at figures, we did it, she was impressed. And then immediately after that, she followed up with another job, similar specs and, um, you know, it was the same thing. But, um, yeah, this is also another example of how uh, I had a sales plan, a very bad sales plan, if I might add. But I took care of my activities at the time. It didn't come up with, uh, you know, at the time, whether 2013 or 14, you know, it didn't yield anything. But then later in uh, 2021, it happened to be business. And not only business, but back-to-back -back business. And it looks like now that I'm much more older, wiser, more refined in my knowledge of um, business and sales, it looks like we could be doing some business um, later on in the future because now I'm not coming at this from a very transactional point of view of uh, where's my 10%, where's my 20%, um, but uh, I have a much more nuanced uh, sense of, um, of the relationship and uh, how you can add value um, to other people and basically sweeten the whole deal for uh for everyone because essentially what we become especially in the wedding industries we, we become um ecosystems kind of so you know photographers end up working with some planners who end up working with some makeup artists and you guys sort of uh unofficially become kind of like a crew where you guys help yourselves out in uh in uh, different ways how that marriage works is entirely um up to you guys so in summary, uh, these two um, scenarios have shown how um, some activities were done two years ago and it brought results this year. Some activities were done eight years ago and has uh, brought results um, twice over uh, this year. 
And I hope it's a way to concretize what I've been saying over and over on the podcast, which is let's just look at this whole game of sales, selling, marketing, and let's just come up with a system. Um, Don't worry about getting the perfect system because your knowledge is going to improve with time and whatever it is that you think is the perfect way to sell and to handle sales conversations and to do your marketing now, it's possible that in two or three years you look at it and tell us, you know, ask yourself, what was I thinking? And then you revamp the whole process. But the bottom line is, whatever it is you've come up with, stick to it faithfully, do what it is that you have to do today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and don't worry about the results. Because the results pretty much are up to providence, it's up to God, and it's up to circumstances beyond your control. If you doubt, I'm sure that if you think hard a little, you probably know a friend of yours or some classmates who had some government connects and they had some contracts that they were working on and everything looked like everything was good to go and, uh, you know, they were going to do the transfer and their own cup was going to be a couple million and it looked like everything was going okay. But then the Nigerian factor kicks in. You know, his connect, who is currently the DG, gets fired or sacked or, you know, his connect who is, I don't know, the PA of a permsec or whatever gets changed. And before you know it, everything goes down the toilet. So that is the inverse. That shows how, in a negative sense, the results are not up to you because you can do everything that you need to do and something as simple as one person resigned or one person got sacked or somebody traveled or somebody changed the job and your deal goes down uh, the toilet. So don't worry too much about the results. Take care of your sales activity today do them faithfully and sustainably over time let the results worry about themselves because the results are not up to you and in fact this is nigerian motivational speaker uh, i can't remember his name who um, is uh, known for saying that um uh how does he say it i think he says um whether you like it or not your activities will yield results so whether it's the results when the results will come you don't know whether the results, whether you like them or whether you won't like them. Those are other matters entirely. But the bottom line is you put some effort out, you put some activity out, and there is some kind of consequence, whether positive or negative. And so that is the idea. And with that, I'll wrap it up. That's my detour uh, for today about my personal creed. And going on in the future, if you hear me repeat this again, because usually when I say it, I just say it in passing without trying to flesh it out. This is exactly um, what I mean. Uh, Come up with a process the best you can. Know your process. Execute your process. Don't worry about the results. Just keep on going. The results can show up in two weeks, four weeks, two months, two years, eight years. Really don't know. Just uh, do your thing the best you can. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tabishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys on the next episode where I will go into a case study about um, encoding and uh, the channel to see how I uh, concretize and how I apply um, these ideas about what format to use and uh, what method, you know, whether... Uh, face-to-face, whether email, whether phone, or whether SMS. And after we're done with that, we will look at um, the role of the of uh, the decoding process. That is when your receiver, the person that you're trying to communicate with, you know, the bride or the other wedding um, vendor, when they've received the message, how they um, 
understand it, you know, filters, bias, expectations, different perspectives. And then uh, we'll look at the role of feedback and then the overall context of our communication. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. I will catch you on the next recording.